This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we're the last people on the planet to see Top Gun Maverick. Plus, Howard Stern may be working on an MCU project and you'll never guess what it is. Marvel Studios may have found their Wolverine. Black Panther 2 merch gives us our first look at Namor and bottle service Star Wars style. Quick thoughts on this week's episode of Miss Marvel and the boys and more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, July 4th, 2022. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello, listener. What's up? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's Nerd. And that's it. Rugs. We'll peep you next time. Well, yeah. See you later. Thanks oh. for checking in. Shortest runtime ever. No, it's this episode. It's just me and the Jock. The Jock and I, Rugs. Is doing it old school. It's doing it old school. This is how, yeah, the show started oh so many seven plus years ago. Um, Rugs has been, uh, I've, you know, the puppet union forces me to give him vacation days. Otherwise, they send large puppets with baseball bats to my door. So I have to comply. I just want yeah. to be in compliance with the puppet union. Yeah, that's we had to we had to give him some time off. He it's well earned. Yes. I don't know actually if it's well earned, well, but we had to give him some time off. It's earned. He's getting he's drunk somewhere right now listening to this. I guarantee. I really don't give a shit. Yes, but we always have him here. <laughs> always have him here. We'll miss your rugs. I can't I can't repeat the message he sent me and you the other day. Oh, that's right. He is being very <laughs> naughty from his vacation to us. <laughs> yeah, it's not to be shared for the general public, but well done, Russ. It was very, very random. Right, right. Very well done. He was, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he was, the guy was, as, as the kids say, a little sauced, a little lost lit. in the sauce. Yeah, he's sauced, lit in three sheets to the wind in the bag, whatever. Whatever. Whatever cliche Paint you want the to use. Red. Paint the town red. Paint the town red. Riding the white elephant. No, that's afterwards. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I don't know what happens there. Anyways, we got a great movie review this week and a bunch of fun news items. Anthony, hit it right now. <laughs> The Jock and Ned Podcast. I'm going to start with a really weird one. All right. Okay. Uh, it appears that radio DJ popular Howard Stern, everybody knows Stern, you love the Stern, may have revealed, maybe by accident, maybe on purpose, on a hot mic during one of his radio shows that he is involved in an upcoming Marvel Studios project regarding... Doctor Doom. What? The fuck? Yes. <laughs> now we don't know if he's been cast as Doctor Doom or if no he's talking way, to no. them or if he's <laughs> here's how here's what happened, right? Uh the the you know they call this a hot mic where you forget the mic's on, you go to commercial, you're trying to end the show. Got picked up on the Sirius XM radio. I do have the audio clip. I'm gonna play it. It's 39 right. seconds. So it's you gotta listen carefully because there's like stingers going on and they are talking, but you can clearly hear him say things. And then I will define what he says. But here's the clip. 
works. Jeez, but uh, shoptommyjohn.com they're going over slash the schedule today. right now for 20% suck. off your first order. I mean, Get 20% um, off right are you now at tommyjohn.com well, I told you I'm going to do Dr. Doom. Tommyjohn.com slash SXM. for details. But, I, but, but I, I don't even believe me. I'm fucking miserable about it. I don't even. You listen to the Stern Show on your radio. Because I'm an asshole. But that's what I did on America's Got Talent. That's right. You listen to the Stern Show on your radio. Are you excited about it? Well, yeah, I called Robert Downey. You Okay, you can hear him say. They're going. I, I, that was tough, tough to make out. But you can go for you it. can hear him say they're going over the schedule with me, and it's going to suck. And he goes, "Well, I told you I'm going to do Doctor Doom." And then he goes, "But believe me, I'm fucking miserable about it." And then I don't know if he's joking. He goes, "I called Robert Downey Jr. and I was asking him acting techniques. Uh, what do you make of all this? Is this a mistake? Was he mistaken? You hear him? I hear him say Doctor Doom. I heard mm-hmm. him say I'm working. I told you I'm going to do Doctor Doom. Is what he says." Yeah, this is such a strange, right? This is bizarre. Stretched such a strange piece of audio and news that's popped up. I mean, of all people, doc, like I, I would have never guessed, like Howard Stern would be involved in a Marvel item, right. let alone Doctor Doom. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. So I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, I don't know why. I don't even know like why he, if if it is like fake and he's leaking it by you know, like just to fuck around. Why he would do that? Why he would even think of Doctor Doom? Like I, I don't. I feel like it's so far away from him that it almost seems like it could be real. But then it's like, what is he doing in Doctor Doom? <laughs> I guess it's like a can Like it could be like just a glorified cameo, and you know, to make it more the to you know grounded in our Unless reality. Unless he plays himself in right. the movie as part of a like, there's a radio DJ throughout the movie. We know they're doing a Fantastic Four reboot, but can you just picture? Howard Stern is Dr. Doom. He'd be like, Reed, come over here, Reed. Oh, Sue Storm. Let me tell you what I do to you, Sue. Let me tell you. Like, I, I don't know. The, his final form would be him as just ass man. Just ass man. You know what? His movie was great. He was really good at playing himself in private parts. <laughs> right? And, you know, you can make the argument that, like, when Robert Downey Jr. was picked, when a lot of these guys were picked, people are like, what? This guy? They, no, no. But are you are you going to make the argument that he could be Doctor Doom? Maybe all the good actors have already done Marvel <laughs> movies, and there's nothing left, right? Maybe we're done. We've gotten to that. When you get to Howard Stern, you've reached the end <laughs> of the list of people who want to work with Marvel. I this, don't know. This, that would be the worst casting in the world if he's Doctor Doom. I don't think. I think if he's in the movie, which is also bizarre in none of it in and of itself. He's not playing Doctor Doom. Fucking There's thing. No he's chance. all rock. He's just how it's there. It's like this thing guy. He's rock. The fuck is this? That's I mean, Rug Boy must be over the moon by the fact that we're talking about Howard Stern. Yeah, Rugs is a big Stern guy, and he's I, he's probably kicking himself that he's not here, and that's a horrible Howard Stern impersonation they did. But what the, it's odd that he said those words, Robert Downey Jr. I think he even mentions John Favreau somewhere in there, but he says I'm doing Doctor Doom. Uh, now thinking about it, it could be like he's the 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 narrator or the the radio guy, oh. not narrator, the radio. Although he could do like a Stanley narration, just the radio oh DJ in the movie. That's you know through I don't know. It's so weird. That's, that's so it. weird. There's so many things to unpack with him saying he's involved in Doctor Doom. Also, like I didn't know. I mean, I don't know anything about Howard Stern, but. He would just have Robert Downey Jr.'s number and just be calling that guy. 
Mila asking for acting tips. Uh, yeah, look, they, these people. I guess, they, I guess they could be friends. They know, they know, uh, they know. Howard Stern's got everybody's number. Everybody's cut, gone guess, through there. Yeah. Could it be is Howard Stern? Even still popular? Like I don't know anything about Howard Stern. See, Ruggs would know, days. but I think he is. People still listen to his show every day. On it's on Sirius XM now, and it's mm. satellite. And I believe he's still. He's. I watched a couple of like music, uh, music performances from his show. He's still relevant. He's still a good interviewer. Hmm. Uh, so uh, maybe it's an animated thing where he's doing the voice. Of the, I don't know. I don't know. Listener, what do you think? Let us know. Join the conversation. You can join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Let us know what you think is going on here. It is a closed exclusive group just for you. Lots of spoiler threads right now to uh, geek out on and enjoy of all the current things running like Stranger Things Season 4 Volume 2. There's a spoiler thread for that. Watch that shit. It was crazy. Uh, the Boys and Miss Marvel, also ongoing shows. Spoiler threads for every episode. Check it out. Okay, here's uh, another news story about a possible casting that is a little more, let's say, firm than a little more realistic. A little more realistic. A little, a little more. Yeah, I would say not even realistic. A little makes more sense makes more than sense. the Howard Stern yes, thing. That's that's a good way to put well, it. And one more thing, just circle back yeah, to Howard yeah. Stern. They would do a Doctor Doom movie like that. Also, is kind of it doesn't completely surprise me. But Marvel hasn't done a villain. Right, movie. that's Sony's job. Right, yeah, that's Sony, exactly. <laughs> Sony's right. I wouldn't be down. That's Sony and DC doing the that fucking kind of Doctor stuff. Doom TV series or movie would be. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. They haven't given us a Joker, right? Or uh, what Sony's doing? They have yet to do this. I mean, the only one is like Loki, but. Oh yeah! At this point, Loki's such a fan favorite yeah. that you know he's no, he's he is not, he's he's like I might as well be Avenger. He's a hero. This other right, this other new story regards one Taron Egerton, or is it Egerton? I don't know how you say his name. Is it a soft G, hard G? Taron Egerton says he has met with Marvel Studios about potentially playing Wolverine. Oh shit! You know what? Despite my feelings on the Kingsman. I was going to say, are you going to get over that? <laughs> the movie has one amazing scene, right? And Taron Egerton is not in it. Uh, but I w- I'm a man at this. I can see him playing Wolverine. What do you think about the Taron Egerton love it. as Wolverine? I like Taron Egerton as as potential Wolverine. I wonder how tall he is. I should Google that right now. He, you hear that dog in the yeah, background? Shut, shut the hell up. up. Goddamn dog. Shut that dog um, up. <laughs> let's see his height. Yeah. Taron Egerton's height. Five nine, so that's a good height that's, for Wolverine. That's pretty good, and I can see him getting bulky. He's got the face for it. He's been bulky before. Yeah, yeah I would. I, I don't mind this casting at all, and I think, I think he'd be a good guy to to take over. I, I and it makes and I'm excited that uh, that they're. What this also tells us is they might be closer than we think in terms of getting X Men on screen. If they're having conversations. He's young enough, you know, that you can have him right. around for a bunch of movies, and he's kind of fresh faced. He was great as Elton John in Rocket Man. Also, great performance. You're a big Elton John guy, right? Uh, dude, I've seen him live, and you forget. You go see Elton John live, and every song you go, oh, shit, I love this song. Oh, shit, I forgot about this song. Oh, this is a just hit after hit for, like, for you know, decades. And he's still- What's your favorite song, Piano Man? No, you that's feel like Billy Joel, singing? you fuck. It's the wrong like- person. <laughs> well, there we go. Billy Joel sings Piano Man. Elton John does- Rocket Man. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- that's Billy Joel that does Piano Correct. Man? Correct. Oh fuck! He's from upstate New York. Also they're great. The, they're the same guy. They're kind of the same guy. No, <laughs> Billy Joel's not as flamboyant. It's the Elton John. No, <laughs> but both great singer songwriters on the pianos. There you go. That's why. There you I go. Think that, that's why you got him. 
Yeah, that's why. <laughs> At least I didn't confuse Elton John with like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> okay, that would be really bad. What the yeah, fuck? That'd be real bad. Yeah. Lame. Uh, and at least he didn't confuse like Guns N' Roses with Motley Crue or whatever. That was that was another confusion. Well, that was I, I yeah I did do that and that was a couple shows ago. Uh, so yeah, I'm not <laughs> man. I'm not man with the Taron Egerton. You could be, you could be, you could be longer. Yeah, do it. Th- he's 32 right now. Okay, all right. So it gives you a couple years. He looks younger. Yeah, he does. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't mind it at all. It'd be cool to see him lead a young rebooted X Men. Whatever that's gonna happen, make it happen. Okay, this next one here, we're getting into big spoilers, Anthony. First, let me ask you before I address the listener, do you want to get into some big spoilers for Black Panther sequel Wakanda Forever? What do you mean? What kind of spoilers? Well, there's promo art revealing. Oh, yeah. No, I did see this okay, already. Okay, so you're in. But you should still hit the spoiler I button. Will. For the listener, if you do not want to know anything about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, this is kind of big spoilers revealed from promo art movies coming out. Later this year, you can skip right now to the next segment. There, I've got chapter markers. There's time stamps. It'll take you right past this. But if not, here's your spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, there is links to images from Black Panther merch that have given us our first official look at fucking Tena Cuerta as Cuerta. Namor. Submariner. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Geek-boner. And... It is noticeably different in cultural aesthetic to the comics, but I kind of dig what they're doing. Anthony, do you want to describe uh, what Namor, what they're going for with this Namor? Uh, wait, I'm trying to pull this picture up. If you click on the Twitter thread, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of pictures. We also have um, Atuma and uh, pictures of Shuri and Okoye. And there's two images of Namor, uh, like a yeah, top up and a I, full body one. So the one, one of the first, the first image you see is kind of like an Aztec warrior type vibe. Yes, he's got a big headdress on, yep. a big green, blue, gold headdress, necklace around his his waist, uh, his waist, his chest, yep. armor on the shoulders, and then like f- like a flowing like bird type cape coming out of him. Yeah, it's like a scarf or something. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely doesn't look at all like. You wouldn't know this was Namor unless they just Except told you that it was. Except for he has the, he had wings, the wings on his yeah. ankles. I was like, geek oh, they put the wings on the ankles. And then the other photo they have, you see he clearly has like a, uh, a large, large Aztec earrings and a nose piercing. Right. And this whole look is like an Aztec warrior, not Atlantean. Yeah, I'd be curious what uh, the real. I mean, he is a Mexican actor. Yeah, right. But yeah, I, it it looks completely different than what Namor, you know. Other than kind of the coloring, he doesn't look like Namor at all. No, and even in the comics, the way they drew Namor, like the shape of his eyes, sometimes you were kind of like he could be so, like Asian or Central uh, European, Central Asian. Like it had right. that flair, but this is going pushing it to saying no. This is a, 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 a maybe a city, an Aztec city that sank. Yeah, that, I don't know what that's they're... where Atlantis was. I, it's definitely an interesting look. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be. I don't. I haven't looked at Twitter at all. I don't look at Twitter, but I'm sure there's going to be people that are upset. Atuma has similar kind of Aztec gear and a headdress, and and some of the other pictures they also showed uh, Mariri Williams in some Iron Man. Really, in another promo. That I think got pulled. 
off oh. the internet. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see that, but I yeah. did see the look with um, Shuri and... And Okoye standing Okoye, next to her. Yeah. 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 With, and they don't look... All, you know, Okoye looks the same. Yeah. Shuri's wearing yeah. like a purple jumpsuit, it looks like. Purple tracksuit, almost. I kind of... Uh, so the merchandise leaks have shown other blue-skinned Atlanteans, but he doesn't have blue skin. He's got very well. He's he's a one. He's the first mutant or one of the first mutants. Oh, technically, in, in the yeah. MCU. He would yeah, be the first mutant. mutant. I, you know what? I'm very interested to see. I think that's kind of a clever way to make it different than you got Aquaman already. That's kind of stolen some of this Atlantis spotlight. You know, right? I like, and they change everything. I kind of dig. You like it. I kind of dig it because it adds this, uh, you know, it's similar to what they did to Miss Marvel. It adds this cultural flair now to her background. Hmm. This could do the same thing with Namor. I'm not opposed to adding cultural flair. I'm, I'm not sold yet on the look because I just never thought Atlantis was in Aztec right, influence. Right. So I, I still need to see it play out on screen. I'm not sold yet on on the look. What was Atlantis though? Like, what nationality would they have been close closer to? Well, Namor. There's there was always a there was always a recent push to like make Namor Asian because right. he yep. kind of had Asian features. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what was Atlantis? I'm looking at this now. I thought they were like Middle Eastern. No, uh, it's no. It was close to like Greece, I believe. Oh, Mediterranean. Yeah. Would have been so, like, in that that kind of area, if Atlantis was a thing. Listen, if there was a thing, they would have been dark-skinned. They all would have been dark-skinned back then. <laughs> and they wouldn't have been pale like Namor is and all they, how they are in the comics. Well, they would be pale. Well, because they live they're underwater. underwater. Yeah. yeah. But they're, I mean, not, you know, who cares what uh, color yeah. skin is. Yes. But, uh, um, but, yeah, he, uh, huh? he so, is this uh, the introduction to mutants in Black Panther? Will we see more mutants? I don't know if they'll go that route. I know that in the comics they play up when Namor's a mutant when it's convenient. Um, right. I also wonder Namor is an anti-hero, so like eventually maybe they'll spin him into his own thing. Like I wonder how far they'll go with him being a villain in this. He is Illuminati too, right? Wasn't he a member of the Illuminati yeah, at one he point? Was. Yeah, he was. He made all the hard choices when. He made the bad, difficult yeah. decisions. In the Incursion series, when T'Challa couldn't pull the trigger to destroy the one world, Namor was like, what are you doing? Give me that. Click. And yeah. he just did it. He's, he does it. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He'll, he'll get the blood on his hands. Yeah. He doesn't care. To, to say he'll, He will sacrifice a few to save the many. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. It got me more excited for Black Panther 2. I, I'm surprised they're putting the wings on his feet, too. That's always been kind of a cheesy thing. I know, but like that's from like the god Hermes also, right? The messenger, Greek, Greek yeah. god had wings, but he always had... That's how he flew when Jack Kirby drew him. I was like, those little wings are propelling you? Oh, interesting. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we'll see more at uh, San Diego Comic-Con Hall H now that some of the shit has leaked. I've noticed some uh, some of them have been pulled already. Uh, they've been... The studios, they're trying to pull these, but it's too late. It's too, it's late. too late. It's already out there. It's too late. You know what's not too late for listeners for you to get a to apologize. Split. It's never too late to apologize. No. Oh, see, you're you're going a different song. Too late. Is that Justin Timberlake? No, One Republic. Oh, One Republic. It's too late yeah. to apologize. Yeah, yeah, that's I know. That's one. It's too late. I was trying to sing that. I got the melody. <laughs> what song did you sing? I was trying to sing that one. I got the melody oh. wrong. Completely. Yeah, you fucked wrong. that one up. It's it's too late to apologize. It's because you're old. I know. 
I know some. Uh, you, because be, it's because you listened to Elfton John and I listened to Billy Joel. I know some new things. Uh, Dua Lipa. No. That's a thing. I don't know. Dua Lipa. Yeah, she, Dua, there's two of her. There's two Dua Lipas? There's a Dua no, and a Lipa? Dual. Dual Lipa. Dual no, I'm just kidding. Lipa. There's, no, there's just one Dual. I've seen Dua Lipa Oh, yeah? Live. How's that show? Uh, it wasn't just for her. It was like a, a mixed of everybody, like a bunch of different artists. Can I confess that um, she currently may be like my pop guilty pleasure at the moment? She's great. She, I, it's, it's the thing I listen to when no one's watching because... Her melodies and the fucking the bass lines and the beats, these are fucking bangers. Like I'm really impressed mm-hmm. with the Dua Lipa. There's some, she, <laughs> What's your favorite Dua Lipa? She, song? I love I mean Levitating and, and Don't good. Start Now. Don't start now. The bass line for that is fucking sick. If you listen to this fucking <laughs> funk dance and her there's something about her melodies. I also know she's been accused of stealing parts of her melody for levitating from other bands, right? This okay. is a good and bad thing because her melodies are so fucking catchy. Because the fact mm-hmm. they are a little familiar and then a mm-hmm. little tweet, right? So mm-hmm. I can see how she would be accused. I always go back to Picasso's quote, good artist copy, great artist steal. She may have stolen some of that shit, <laughs> but fuck if it isn't catchy and doesn't get stuck in your head. And yeah, yeah I'll, you know, it's not bad. I like Dua Lipa. She's not bad. She's, not bad. she's good. <laughs> Fucking Dua Lipa. She's also not bad to look yeah, at. Yeah, it's too, not, so. not bad to look at. And she sings her own songs and she's dancing like. I don't know if she wrote those melodies. There's something that's just very catchy. They're very fucking catchy. Okay, but what was I talking about? Not Dua Lipa. <laughs> rewind. How do we get to Dua Lipa? Late to apologize. Dua Lipa. Oh, oh yeah. You like modern music? That's right. I do like some modern music. What? Yeah. What else yeah. I love is our T-shirts at our T Public shop. Listener, check it out. Jack of Nerd. I'm getting podcast confused. Jockandnerd.com slash shop. I just edited a Dance of Joy podcast, so I was about to say Dance of Joy. Your boy. How many more of those you got left? Oh, we just got to the end of season four. How many seasons are there? There's eight seasons. Oh, my God. The the season eight is only six episodes, so there's three full seasons left. Wow! But yeah, we for all you, for all anyone, everyone that uh, hasn't checked out the Dance of Joy pod. If you remember, here's perf- a plug: Perfect Strangers. You're an old fuck like me. If you're a Gen Xer, you know Perfect Strangers. Go listen, but don't do that now. Right now, go to our tea public shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. Get yourself a graphic tea that nobody knows what it is, and you'll be cool. Right? <laughs> okay. Last thing in the news, Anthony, uh, yes. has to do with uh, bottle service. You're a fan of bottle service, right? <laughs> I've been known to overpay for uh, a couple seats at a club. What is it about bottle service that's so alluring to you? Why? Uh, you don't have to wait at the bar. Okay. You get into the club quicker. You usually uh. get the prime real estate. And uh, you know, if you're out there searching for ladies, it's a good a good hook. There's a little velvet rope separating you from the schmucks, and they're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, that little, that little velvet what's going rope. What's on over ones. there? How do I get behind yeah. the rope over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Disney, Star Wars, also into the bottle service. They have launched a new cruise ship. It's called the Disney Wish cruise ship. And on this cruise ship is a Star Wars lounge called the Hyperspace Lounge. In this lounge, you can order a drink called the Kyber Crystal. Before I tell you the price of this drink, Mm-hmm. I will tell you what you get and what's in this drink, okay? All right, tell it me. It is primarily me. made with Camu Cognac. Okay. It also includes the Japanese citrus, citrus fruit yuzu as well as kumquat. Well, okay. Also, the Kyber Crystal also features Grand Marnier Quintessence. 
Okay. Uh, and there, it's it's like a flight of beverages. It comes in this giant contraption that we saw on Boba Fett called the Camtono. That if you press a button, it opens up. Also includes shots of Pappy's Van Winkle's Family Reserve 23-year bourbon. Mm. Taylor's Flatgate Kingsman Edition Very Old Tawny Port. Mm. Uh, also... You get a bottle of sparkling wine from Skywalker Vineyards, the plate and metal cup it's served on. You get to keep a Star Wars backpack, a water bottle, hyperspange lounge decor for your cabin, and a voucher for one guest to visit Skywalker Ranch in Marin County, California. That's not open to the public. You can't just go tour. The price of this drink is $5,000. Oh, shit. The fuck? Wow. Is that... How, is that high end wow. for the bottle service kind of things? That's that's ridiculously high end. <laughs> if, I don't even know if that we would consider that bottle service. I don't know what what, it, what to make yeah, of this. Yeah, it is a specialty five thousand dollar. First of all, if you're marketing to Star Wars fans, what kind of fucking Star Wars geeks are rolling like that? That first of all, yeah. like on top of the price for the cruise, which is easily going to be thousands of thousands of dollars. You sell. You tell me. And the only place you can get this is in this hyperspace lounge that only can fit fifty guests with reservations. So good luck getting in the fucking lounge to spend five thousand dollars. I'll put. There's a link here on Twitter. You can watch the guy open um, the thing. It comes in this crazy contraption. You don't get to keep that, but like all this like smoke comes out and it's kind of impressive. Oh yeah, watching right? it. Yeah. That's five grand. Would you roll like that if you were into the Star Wars? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I'm, this is not even in the start. I mean, look at this. This, this is like crazy. There's nothing in there. They're tiny little. Yeah. Then it's like tiny little shots and drinks. And it's just for to say. But again, you just said bottle service. It's an experience, no, the, right? This isn't even bottle. This is just like this is just like I have a ridiculous amount of money in my bank account and I just don't care. This, this is just like, fuck you spending. This is uh, gouging Star Wars fans to make them think that they're uh, cool. They're cool. I don't, I don't know what that is. Star- I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what to make of any they of that. They always also have like that, this hotel, like the Gal- Galactic Hotel that's also $5,000 a night. This high-end oh. Star Wars market is crazy. But I guess... That's insane. I guess people, I guess people can roll like People that. gotta be paying it, right? Yeah. For them to be doing this kind of shit. Five grand for a drink so some of the bottles are the stuff i mentioned like the bourbon and the tawny port a bottle is like six grand three grand mm-hmm. just for those things we get shots of so maybe it's worth it it's there in alcohol quality but goddamn disney the fuck uh and with that wow. we'll take a quick break play some promos and we're gonna come back and we're gonna satisfy our need anthony our need for speed our need for speed on the danger zone on the highway to the danger zone Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a perfect strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the Dance of Joy. Iman, this is a podcast. They can't see us. Oh, po, po. 
What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Listener, if you enjoy the show, you should join our awesome fan club. Visit JockandNerd.com slash Patreon. JockandNerd! You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. It ensures that we keep putting out a geek-tastic show every week. But you get things like access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. Bonus content. You would have heard Anthony and Mai's Top Gun Maverick instant reaction right after watching the movie. That went up this week. There's also Discord benefits. You can hang out with us once a month on our private Patreon-only Discord server. Uh, This month, July, will be July 21st, 8 p.m., mark it down. Tentative, but mark it down. And there's also a You Pick It tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie you want. So lots of fun things at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And now we are going to do a Patreon movie pick right now. It is... Top Gun Maverick, here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This review, sponsored by, dedicated to, listener Jesse Rodriguez, who has been a uh, patron for 47 months and wow. recently bumped up his fucking uh, support. <laughs> bumped up his fucking... Wow. wow. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he said after the Hudson Hawk review, he Thank wanted you. us to do Top Gun Maverick, and we're gonna. Do, and it was great, perfect timing. The movie is still a hit. This is, of course, the sequel to the 1986 movie Top Gun. This movie announced in 2017. They finished shooting this movie in 2019, and then multiple delayed theatrical releases for two years until it finally comes out in 2022. Tom Cruise insisting. That this thing get a theatrical release, and when you see the movie, you know why. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety six percent. Wow, oh, shit. Eight point wow. two out of ten. Wow, ninety nine percent audience rating. High scores. A budget of hundred and seventy million dollars. Uh, the movie opened to a hundred and twenty six million dollar opening. Currently domestic, it's sitting at five hundred and seventy one million dollars. Wow. $1.1 billion oh, worldwide. Shit. It is made more domestically now than The Dark Knight uh, and a, a broken. I mean, it's Tom Cruise's first billion dollar movie. It's the biggest movie of the year grossing right Unreal. now. We, and we had, we met, we, you know, you asked that other episode, can anything beat this domestic gross? I don't know anymore. It's a 571 now. Yeah, this is, this is a tough B, and this one's had legs for a long time now. Five week, only five weeks in the theater, and even seeing it now, there was like a bunch of people there. It wasn't like completely empty. People still showing up to see it over and over again. Uh, made twenty five mil this weekend, I think. Yeah, yes, like it's had a single digit percentage drop in these last few weeks, which is unheard of. It's insane. Like even the first week, it only dropped like thirty percent. It didn't even get close to like the sixty or seventy percent. Right. So people just it's a and it's you know we'll talk about it's great. It's a great fucking summer blockbuster. 
Uh, the first movie, of course, directed by Tony Scott, the late Tony Scott. I love Tony Scott. This one directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who had previously worked with Tom Cruise on movies uh, like Oblivion. He did Tron Legacy. Uh, and it's written by, screenplay by Christopher McQuarrie, Eric Warren Singer, and Aaron Kruger. McQuarrie and Tom Cruise, of course, worked on the Mission Impossible movies that are amazing. And then story by Justin Marks, Peter Craig, Peter Craig, of course, starring... Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm, Ed Harris, Val Kilmer, some of your big names, and then a whole new crew of pilots we will get into. Anthony, what happens 34, 36, how many years later to Pete Maverick Mitchell? What's he been up to? Oh, Jerry Bruckheimer, also back to produce with the Tom Cruise. It's very important for this plot. Yeah, this is what, 30... I don't know, 30 plus years after the first Top Gun, 86 to now 22. 36 so. years. 36 years. Wow. So quick synopsis, Tom Cruise as Pete Maverick Mitchell is still in the U.S. Navy. He's a test pilot, and he's completely overqualified for this role. He still just wants to get in the air and, and run shit and and do crazy tests and, and piss off his bosses. And he gets called in to go back to San Diego to the Top Gun because they want him to, the people that have summoned him are calling him in to train the latest group of, the, or the top candidates from the Top Gun program. So these are all the top pilots on a insanely difficult mission uh, somewhere in the world. We don't know where. And he's been tasked with leading that. And what's getting in his way is, first off, he's not a teacher. Secondly, one of the candidates in that uh, class of Top Gun is the son of his ex, of his deceased oh, partner, R.I.P. Goose. Goose, played by Miles Teller, Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw. Oh, get it, so, Goose Rooster. Get it. So that is the movie right there. Yeah, Maverick still a captain now, back as an instructor. Uh, what did you think coming out of this? This is kind of an amazing movie for many <laughs> so, reasons. So we already know. Okay. Well, yeah, we already know kind of where you're going, but we'll get your thoughts in a second. I said this on my Patreon review that I recorded and I said, I said something that I'm going to touch on here when I re- talked about Top Gun. I'm not a Top Gun guy at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm, I remember I'm aware that. of the film. Mm-hmm. I reviewed it or I watched it pretty recently for the fir- either for the first time or the first time in a while. Maybe like two month, a month, two months, three months ago, somewhere in that range. I don't know when. And I was like, eh, I don't think it's that good. I think it's just fine, right? Yeah. I think it's uh, it's Top Gun is essentially an '80s movie to a T in terms of just wrapping in hot men, hot girl, uh, fast vehicle. Yeah, we're going, we're going planes. So yeah. you're going to see some cool. We're going to shoot this really well. And we're going to have good music, right? But the story in itself is just eh, whatever. So I wasn't extremely pumped to go in and see this movie other than the fact that this movie's just been doing so well and everyone just keeps talking about it. Yeah. So I finally see it. We shouldn't have needed a Patreon review no. or a Patreon to, to go in and see this, but yeah. we did. So again, thanks, Jesse Rodriguez. And I came out of this movie going, this was fucking good. This was really I fucking, fucking loved good. <laughs> I don't know if I... I wouldn't say like favorite movie all time, but I was like, wow, this is an exhilarating ass movie that's well shot with good music with good acting with a story you care about and yeah it just had all the pieces for an awesome 
movie, let alone a blockbuster that you just you don't see blockbusters like this anymore. No, you don't. It is a throwback to like really good eighties action movies. And what you just said is it does everything right, you know, and it builds and in, in, enhances the first movie. Yeah, the first movie is okay. I agree with you. The coolest shit is the plane scenes. Like, by the way, way those aren't gunshots. We're recording this on July fourth. That oh, is yeah. fireworks. Yeah, there's little, there's boom booms going on, so don't be alarmed. Yeah. And there's a dog barking because he hears because, the fireworks. Because of the fireworks. Oh, right. poor Logan's getting stressed. You got to put him in one of those uh, huggy things. Uh, thunder shirts. Nah, he'll be fine. Yeah, well, okay. Shut him up and close the door. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's closed. He just barks that loud. Oh, my God. I can hear him all the way. Okay. Anyways, what was I saying? Yes. No. Look, great balance of action, nostalgia, character work. That thrilling exciting i was gripping my seat every plane sequence from the beginning mach 10 test flight to him just doing the mission himself which is such a maverick thing to do so like fuck you i'm gonna show you we could do this and then the actual thing oh so fucking thrilling the fact that these are all real fucking planes for the most part yeah. except for that very first mach 10 plane that's a little cgi but the f-18s the way they shot this movie uh you see them Take it, it, you feel like you're there. They're taking real G's, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually that, and you end up rooting for all the characters mm-hmm. in the movie. And I think one of the best things they did in this, as a, a different to the first one, where in the first one, out of nowhere, at the end of the movie, you get, oh my god, there's this unnamed rogue nation. We got to go and get him, right? Uh, out of nowhere, right? Just to keep the Completely plot. Clearly, out of nowhere. Yes, very eighties thing to do. This one cleverly sets it up right in the beginning. Yep. It, it's clear. You know what they have to do. You're picturing it. You see the path and the, the flying below the hard deck and uh, and the way they're going to do it. And so it makes so much sense. They're building to something that feels earned. And even the little side characters, all the call signs, uh, fucking Val Kilmer almost put me in tears. That's fucking scene. So well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just it, it, and the, the, the nods to the original movie work like it opens exactly like the first movie, almost identically. Uh, opening montage i love that uh and even the humor worked it wasn't too much like they didn't push the nostalgia too much it was just enough to keep it emotional like all of it all of it worked it's amazing i 100 percent agree with everything you said i think in compare i think it's a way better movie than oh, the first absolutely. one absolutely you're you're absolutely right we we get what the what we're building towards from the beginning whereas the first one it's kind of just like you're hanging out with these guys for yeah, three yeah. quarters of a movie. And then, yeah. like you said, all of a sudden there's this mission. And you're like, what? Where do the stakes for this come from? Yeah. Like, this doesn't even make sense. Whereas this one builds up to it. They really invest in the characters. Like, I come out of this movie liking Pete Maverick Mitchell way more than I liked him in the first Absolutely. one. Absolutely. I totally understand why he has this conflict with mm-hmm. Rooster. Mm-hmm. Right? I get that he pulled the papers on Rooster and delayed his his... His uh, what is it? His entrance his, into like into, the academy. Yeah, right. He he because he he wanted to protect him, right? But he never could tell him that because he's protecting also his mom's wishes or Rooster's mom's wishes. So like, I get that conflict. I get why Rooster's pissed off at him. Like, I understand that. I like that they you know Rooster has this rivalry with the other guy. What's his fucking name? Hangman. Um, Hangman. They kind of you know it's like a throwback to Mitchell Iceman, yeah. Iceman, and yep. and, and Maverick's uh-huh. rivalry. 
but they really do a good job investing in the characters. I like Jennifer Connelly as the love interest way better than Great chemistry. Uh, oh my god, no awkward what's her, what, kissing. Uh, what's the girl's Chris, name? In there? Uh, Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. Yeah, no awkward kissing. Well, that was in this the most one. awkward kissing in that first movie. <laughs> that that kissing. I remember listening to a, a podcast about that. I think it was the the rewatchables, and they were like, "There was a bunch of kids that watched them kiss back then." And, they and go, think "That's how you kiss, exactly." <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they were, were tr- <laughs> trying to kiss women that way, and they're like, "Did Tom Cruise know how to kiss?" No, because it was like floaty mouths, and they weren't. They were just like hovering connect- their mouths yeah, over each other, like, and like I was like, what licking is each other's lips. What it was like happening? fucking weird. I've always had a huge crush on Jennifer Connelly, and man, she looked good in this, and like you could feel their chemistry. She was sexy, even though there was like no explicit sex scene and didn't really need it right you still felt their connection and i love how she is name dropped in the first movie like twice they talk about yeah they two times they mention one time goose actually goes oh you're back with penny benny benjamin whatever her name was Mm -hmm. and then uh goose's wife mentions the admiral's daughter he took her on a flyby so she is mentioned twice in the first oh oh, wow so they even connected to that i didn't i didn't catch that they connected a lot of things can I ask you this? Uh, yeah. Iceman now is an admiral. He's well respected and revered. Uh, he's running things. He, you know, he's the one that got Maverick the gig. Why isn't anybody mad at Iceman? Because it's really his fault. Goose died. Let's be honest. Iceman wouldn't get the fuck out of the way. He didn't take the shot, and he hesitated, and that's why they got caught in the fucking jet wash, and that's why they had to jet. That's why Goose dies. A Brewster should really be mad at Iceman. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't think that's what he's he's. Yes, he's mad that his dad passed with in the same plane as Maverick. But I think he's more. I think what what made it make sense is that he's pissed because he took away the he took away he yeah, delayed yeah, him getting into huge. the navy. That's a but, dick move too, man. Right. And that's he didn't a, tell him why he right, did that. Right. So I, that that to me is more believable than holding this resentment when you were a little boy yeah, you for your dad dying because it really wasn't your your. Dad, it wasn't Maverick's fault. It wasn't really anyone's fault. It was just a shit It was a situation. Freak, freak accident. But yeah, going back to this movie, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, they do a really good job too of, of you kind of mentioned this, of the, the, like the nostalgia stuff. Yes. You know, you get Val Kilmer, you get them playing shirtless on a beach, yes. you, get the, yep. you get the old songs, but they don't, they don't rely on that. Right. They don't go and go, hey, look at all this nostalgia. Like, yes. this is... The movie's actually built around good character, good good plot, freaking amazing cinematography. Like those scenes in the in the, the planes are are fucking awesome. Wow, it's like hailing out here. Is that is that yeah, there's like rain and there's fireworks <laughs> going on. There's fucking pandemonium. This it's is, like the end of Stranger Things, the upside down outside. <laughs> Vecna's coming. It I don't feels know. Feels like the end of the world. What is the fuck is going on? Is it glowing red podcast. outside? I can't tell. Uh um, fuck. Got distracted there. So <laughs> You have all these elements. You have great direction by Joseph Kaczynski. Yeah. You have awesome music. You have you know oh, the, the old Harold Faltermeyer mm-hmm. score. You, I mean, look at this collaboration. You have Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, yep. Hans Zimmer, and then yep. they're also crediting Lauren Balfour. I don't know who that is, but those names are part of, like the music is fantastic. They give you Danger Zone too. They give you Danger Zone. They give you the old. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, 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 the top of that theme. Dun, 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 right, it's never overdone. Right, it's no. never cameos for the sake. Of, hey, like you said, like some we've seen other uh, movies do recently. It's all very subtle and subdued. Like the Penny lives in that same house Kelly McGillis lived in, 
I love mm. he's riding a, the Kawasaki Ninja again. She's driving a Porsche. Yeah, you do. They do great balls of fire. Uh, yeah, but great balls it, of fire. But because if if it wasn't for, this movie is better than that movie, but it couldn't exist without what that first movie is. The only song they're missing is when him and uh, when Maverick and freaking uh, Penelope Penny hook up. Yeah, they didn't play. Uh, that Lost song. that loving feeling. No, 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 no. That's what uh, he sings to them. No, no, fuck. I, for, it, I, I literally had it on the tip of my tongue and I forgot. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. I was like, they didn't play that. I was like, why didn't you play that one? Just throw that one in. Or you know, just throw in the chord. Yeah, that would have been nice. They could, they, yeah, they could have they they been on the radio or something, right? Right. But other than that, like, pitch perfect. You can, what, what you can really tell in this movie and, and I think in like, recent just a lot of tom cruise stuff yeah is there's just a certain level of care that he's putting into his projects that is just shining on screen like you can tell that he really cared about this movie and everyone involved really gave a fuck about not only making this happen but you know delaying it so it got on the big screen and really putting in a ton of effort into a a franchise that like top guns you know very famous for sure yeah but no one was like, oh, we need a sequel. No one and thought no, you could and, make a billion dollar sequel to this fucking movie. And no, yeah, and especially now. And no one was like, oh, Top Gun is like, there's a lot to mine there. <laughs> right? Like, no one, if you would have put that first movie in front of me and I didn't know the sequel was coming out, I would have been like, um, what? I don't know where they're going with this. <laughs> what, what this doesn't have, there's not a ton of meat on this story. Uh, the timing is also right because the 80s are hot. Stuff from like 35 to 40 years ago and maybe a little bit 30 to 40 years ago. Like Stranger Things has gotten Kate Bush song running up that hill. All the kids are listening to this fucking 36 year old. So it's a great song. And I'm like, what fucking year is this? We got running up the hill. I just saw a Top Gun movie. I don't know what well, year I'm in. I like to call it. I heard this online, but I, I, I'm taking it. I call these movies legacy sequels. Yeah, I like that. Where they're not like sequels that. directly from, you know, it's not like Avengers Infinity War and then Endgame yeah. where it's a sequel right away. It's these old properties that they're now making sequels to, like Tron Legacy, like Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah, yeah, this, like yeah. um, uh, Cobra Kai is Cobra kind of Kai. in that same yeah. vein, right? Where it's like you you take this old property and you kind of... Brush off the cobwebs, and you you take all the good stuff, but then you try to add in some new stuff and make it like a legit movie or a legit TV show. See, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. That's but. what I was going to say. There's two ways it could go. You can either force awaken it, right, which is not the right way, or you can Cobra Kai it, which is the proper way. I feel like they combine both of those things. They definitely Cobra Kai it, but they also force awaken it because the plot is like almost beat for beat the same fucking plot in the first movie, but minus like a big death. But there is a death, but it's just done differently. It's so similar the way it's laid out. But for some reason, this one does everything right, and the stakes are earned and just... What I'm going to throw in this article yeah. in, this, in the chat that okay. you can put into the... Okay. To the... Um, the, the uh, Fucking how the what's the, what do you call this the show notes the show notes yes I can't I can't Best fucking think because there's, there's I know there's fucking shit exploding all there's around things us exploding right all around right now um, but yeah the 15 best legacy sequels uh, <laughs> is a good article here uh, I'll just count down from 15 to one okay and just give me a quick if you liked it or not craft legacy I don't know what that is craft oh the craft movie yeah Fantasia 2000 okay. I didn't see that okay Doctor Sleep which oh, is the Shining Shining I haven't that seen one that. apparently is pretty good. 
Candyman oh, 2021. I haven't seen that. A movie we've we've talked about, Matrix Resurrections, oh, which we did not like. It's all right. That is a, that is considered a legacy sequel. Absolutely. Halloween 2018. That one got good reviews. Yeah. Mary Poppins Returns. You know what? I love Mary Poppins. I have not. Did I watch this new one? I was going to. I did it. How about this one? Bill and Ted Face the Music. I like Face the Music. That was fun. Uh, I thought that was a good one. Tron Legacy. Have not seen it. I do love the original I did see Tron. that. Okay. I saw that and I fell asleep in the movie. Theater. Oh, boo. The that's, Color of Money. Oh, well, that, this is a weird one because this, is a, this movie came out in 86. Tom Cruise, Paul Newman. But mm-hmm. it's a legacy sequel to uh, a, Hustler. A, uh, The Hustler, which is a lot older. What year did that come out? Here's oh. another one. 61. 61. Wow. Blade Runner 2049. Again, this is one I still haven't watched yet, and I heard everybody. I haven't it. seen that either. It's very good. Force Awakens, which we okay. co- you just yeah. talked about. Creed, Creed great is movie. Number three, absolutely. Number two is Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. That's another legacy. Not, not bad. That's a, that is another crazy, intense movie, kind of like this. With crazy people doing crazy. Top Gun Maverick. I guess what I'm getting at is this is these legacy sequels. For the most part, if you look at the, this list, a lot of them are recent stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is a thing, and. More, I wouldn't say more often than not, but surprisingly, they're hitting on a lot of these. Yeah, I think there's more hits than misses out of this. Even though, well, you know, we think whatever about Force Awakens, it did. I would have made billions. I mean, Ghostbusters dollars. Afterlife, I yeah. think, did well. I yeah. don't know if I would consider that necessarily a strong hit. They're but, making a sequel to that, so that yeah, worked good go. enough. Uh, and, and and we're getting the f- fifth season now. I think coming up of Cobra Kai. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, in September, and Cobra Kai. He's got a Predator well. prequel coming out. That shit looks good too. Can't wait for so. that. And then you got Tom Cruise with Mission Impossible movies. Still, well, those are those are still. It. I wouldn't yeah. consider those legacy, legacy. sequels, yeah. but those are still. He's still kicking. I mean, coming out of this, who's a bigger fucking star than Tom Cruise? And who, who, who would have thought that? Right, twenty twenty two. The man <laughs> yesterday turned sixty years old. Happy birthday, Tom Cruise, and can still fucking put butts in seats like there's nobody else like this right now to your point of the man is in a unique position where he has decades of experience of of clout of leverage of money of of toys vehicles that he can use to make uh be all in on something like you i don't know if you've seen there's an amazing behind the scenes featurette explaining he designed a three-month-long training uh Thing for the actors that is something the naval academy takes two years to do he put his cast through it in three months which is things like getting out of an underwater jam like they strapped him to a seat rolled him underwater and told them <laughs> okay get out you know you have wow. so then they would take him up in planes and not only that they had to put cameras there were six cameras in each of these f-18s the actors were directing themselves they had to run the cameras in all those scenes. And all that shit is real. It's wow. fucking wild. Like, you feel it. You feel that it's real. Like, just amazing shots. Uh, that one shot of, like, in the beginning, you know, he's taking the Blackbird and Ed Harris shows up and he just stands there and the thing goes right over him. And you see, like, the building next to him, the roof flies off. Uh, they talked about how that was a one-take scene. Like, that set actually got destroyed. That is Ed Harris taking the blast of that plane and we could wow. only do that once but the fucking the diving inverted over the the cannon the chasm the the to get down there the uh, all those scenes were fucking amazing it was just so thrilling and so i could follow everything 
No, yeah, they they do a much again much better job than in the first one of you being able to follow these planes and what's going on. The third act of this movie is amazing. It's amazing. It's it runs longer than you think it yeah. is. Like you think it's just this mission, yeah. But then it goes into this like survival thing yes. out of nowhere, where the planes are, where Tom Cruise and Miles Teller are saving each other. They gotta from, fucking steal an F fourteen from this random enemy base. It's fucking crazy. Oh yeah, I mean they're taking bullet. They're in enemy territory yeah. and they have to escape. And then you get the nostalgia of the of the F fourteen, and it's just like, oh, I didn't even I didn't even know I wanted this in a Top Gun movie. But all of a sudden, this movie becomes a a rescue like military mission that. I thought it was just going to be them completing this impossible right, mission and getting the fuck out of there. It's it was like it's like so eighties, but like good eighties action movie, like crazy plot. Right? I mean, I it was I was literally like gripping the seat. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! I was like, oh fuck! Did Tom Cruise just sacrifice himself. You know, you think, oh wait, first I'm thinking, oh Miles, like Rooster's going to die. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise, yes. sac- like you think he sacrifices himself. I thought himself. one of them was not making out of this movie, and then he he's getting chased by the helicopter, and you're like, oh fuck, he's gone. And then Miles Teller sa- like, yeah. s- saves him, and it's just like, holy shit, this movie. And then you have like them in the F fourteen trying to outmaneuver, like that scene where yes, um, Rooster's coaching Maverick, yeah. and he's like, because he he's like they're they're like they're in the F fourteen, and they're they're like trying to like be friends with the with the the enemy. Yeah, they're waving or, to them, and, like, and then they're Bye. like, oh shit, they made us out, right? And you're like. He's like, okay, like you can like parachute out. You press, you pull the lever, and like when I say yeah. go, and you get out of here, he's like, no, we're, I'm staying with you. And he's like, don't think about it, don't but think, that's what you just said. do. Yep. And all of a sudden, he fucking turns the plane and shoots down one of them. I'm like, oh fuck, this is amazing. I love that move <laughs> where they put the brakes on and it just flies behind them all of a sudden, and he's dropping oh, yeah. the flares. And then, like, first of all, Rooster is in the same plane that his father flew with him, right? Like an F-14. That's right. a great nod. And then Hangman shows up. I don't know yeah, where to yeah. save him because I was like, "Oh fuck, what's gonna happen?" I thought one of them was gonna die. And well, doesn't Iceman do, do that in the fir- in the yes, first one too? Yes. He saves him. Yep, right. yep. Yeah. And so Iceman is the analogy to Hangman. Uh, and they well, sa- what, who's the guy that happens to that like almost passes out doing the? That's uh, Bob. By the way, who has Bob. the best call sign is Bob. They're like, "What does Bob stand for?" He goes, "Bob." Just Bob. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, he passes out, and I bet that shit was real too. Because again, they the actors are taking seven, eight Gs in some of those shots. It's fucking crazy. I don't know if they they and, and like had the guy pass out, but they, it definitely there is. You're definitely seeing the Gs take their toll like on when the actors. Tom Cruise when he does those like moves to the side when he's doing the mission. He's like. Burr. Were like that. I think those are that's real G's. Like I don't think he's acting. Like it's mm. forcing him to rock to the side, through and flying. Never go below the hard deck. Bad things happen. Don't go below Until the hard deck. Until you have to. Maverick we, always goes below the hard deck. He always does the flyby too. He did the flyby. Pisses people yeah. off. Uh, <laughs> I love. I love. I mean, some of the lines were the same too. Because Rooster is like, do that pilot shit, Maverick. Like I think Goose said the same thing. Uh, mm. The bar scene is kind of similar. You know where. Maverick uh, serenades the uh, Kelly Medellas. She turns out to be the instructor. He's embarrassed. Hangman throws out Maverick. Maverick turns out to be the instructor. Hangman is embarrassed. Right, like, and then you get uh, Rooster on the piano. Singing. Oh, great balls of fire. When he right. was there as a kid sitting on the piano, his dad wearing the same glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Just everything was really well done. I love another unnamed enemy. That had to be Russia, right? It's got to be Russia. Who knows? Yeah, I was. I was. That was one of my. <laughs> I wrote down. What country do you think that is? That they're Afghanistan, Russia. I don't know. That has snow capped mountains. It, it, it sounds. It's. It, it seemed like Russia. 
But you know, they 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 obviously didn't want to name an enemy. Similar to the first movie. Also very similar to Star Wars A New Hope in the trench run scene at the end of that movie where he has to hit a target, flying in the trench, kill the both the Death Star. It's kind of the same thing, but it works. It all works. Oh, it works. It, it definitely works. works. I love that the you know, the 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 mission is about to be taken out of Maverick's hands. He's no longer the coach or no longer the, the yeah, the captain. Yeah. And then he just is like, fuck it, I'm gonna get in the plane and I'm gonna do it. Like they're like, now you're gonna have four minutes to complete this mission. And he's like, fuck it. I, I had it at three, I'm gonna do it in two fifteen. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, he's he's a fucking badass. Like every, the the movie is just so well constructed. Every piece of the movie fits perfectly. Every piece builds on it's well what they've paced. established prior. Yeah, 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 very well paced. I mean, Inst- I was impressed. I was thoroughly impressed by the movie. And instead of like John Hamm at the end, he's like, I should court martial you, but instead you're the team leader now. You gotta right. get this done. I was like, fuck yeah. And he, she- well, I love that he's like coaching them. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, like he actually wants to do the mission. That whole scene where he, <laughs> where he's like 200 push-ups if I, if I shoot you down and kill you. Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic sequence, and it just shows like how he's how fucking with them, he is. how badass right. he is, and you don't fuck with Maverick. That also the plane in the hangar that he's work, you know, he's working on where he lives. That's his actual plane. He owns hmm. some of those. Wow. There was like a rare like Porsche. Like those are his cars. Like he owns all that shit. It's his real plane. That's a very hard to find plane. Also, one one thing I want to touch on. We I was touching on Tom Cruise being a big star. Is I'm trying to think. Like who else is Tom Cruise now at this point? Like, in, in in terms of someone that was a star in the eighties, nineties, maybe even early two thousands, don't really has have now that. come back and is still a star. Like, the comparables I can think of are Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks isn't as big a star okay, right now. Okay, but he could still. Will Smith is maybe. Will Smith. Like Will Smith is not on that level anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Like who else? Keanu, like, sort of. No. Keanu, yeah, Keanu's there. Keanu's. I would say Keanu might be still there, but like I was gonna go like Stallone, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like, they're not at that level. No, Eddie Murphy's not at that level anymore. Yeah, guys. Ke- He's like the only guy. It's him and and probably Keanu as far as like old guys still killing it. What a in, career! Like, modern films. What a career! But like a varied career. Everything from rom coms to like legit drama movies to now you know he's like fuck. It, I'm just gonna make action movies. He's done everything. Can prove he can do everything. Like I thought, his performance was fantastic in this. And it's like you're watching this guy, and the movie's really about like Tom Cruise. He's like a, he's a fucking star, and he can still fucking bring it. And you're like, holy shit! It's like Maverick, but it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> and just he was so young in those early movies in the '80s. Man's aged just a little bit, not much. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, he still looks good. He still looks great. Even, I mean, he was shirtless in the fucking scene, and he, I yeah, was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, he's like, you know, he can he's hang, still in shape. He can hang with the twenty year olds there. It's wild. So they weren't playing volleyball; they were playing what is it, dog fight football, football where it's like yeah. offense and defense, just two balls. I didn't understand what was going on. They were just playing like touch football with two footballs against each other, offense and defense at the same time. He said, "No, it wasn't two footballs. It was. They, they had just- two. They were hiking two balls." What? Yes, they would line up that. and they would hike to watch it again. I was like, what? It's some kind of. I don't think they had two footballs. He mentions like it's called dogfight football or something. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was just regular football, which is touch football on the beach, which is normal. But really, nobody else could have bought you this. I, it's probably one of the greatest like plane aviation movies out there right now. Oh, yeah. Right? By far. No- this one's. What? I mean, well, I, don't, I can't even think of any no, other plane nobody, movies. And nobody else could have brought you this except for Tom Cruise and his dedication to like. 
We can't do the CG. They even do the inverted scene plane on plane for real, I think. Because remember the first one, how bad the green screen was where he flips over Mm -hmm. and it's composited and look like shit. They even do that in this one, but they do it for real. Uh, And it's just it's so real. Like, it's great. It's it's an amazing achievement, I would say, in terms of bringing back Top Gun. I, I have friends that have seen this movie that were like are raving about it and they never used to like i don't have i don't think any of my friends that love this movie were like unless they just didn't tell me we're big like original top gun no, fans. i think do you even need there's to, a lot of like new frank like yeah. new fans do you even you definitely need to watch you it do need one. to watch it before this it does i, I, there, I do have a friend that was saying like they wanted to watch it yeah. but she hadn't seen the first one i'm like you have to watch the first one it's not i don't think it's that great yeah but you're not gonna understand all the stakes because if anything, this this one makes the first one better. It makes the first one better, and watching the first one makes this one way more impactful. Obviously, I did re. I was. I'm glad I rewatched the first one like a few weeks ago because I was like, I'm gonna get to watch this movie. And uh, just I, in the beginning, I was like, Am I watching the first fucking Top Gun? Like it was exactly like beautiful shots. Uh, okay. Uh, also, uh, Christopher McQuarrie posted this photo on his Twitter. He's he uh, said Happy Birthday, Pop Cruise, and it's a picture from. Mission Impossible, and it's a picture of a biplane upside down in the air and Tom Cruise hanging off the top of this biplane. He's still <laughs> fucking doing crazy stunts. Wow. For, that's him. I've seen they wow. were doing test flybys and he was standing on the plane. I, I, oh, my God. Right? I mean, he's, an, he's, an, he's, <laughs> a, he's a crazy person. But nobody else is doing this right now. There's no, no. other Tom Cruise like this Tom Cruise. It's fucking wild. And hopefully he makes... More great action movies. Let's rate the movie, Anthony. I think we've all agree better than the first one, obviously. Better than the first one. I'm gonna go ten. Whoa, 10 out shit! Of 10. What? Oh my god! What? Oh, and I, and I don't even oh, like. It's, I'm going ten out of ten. It's not a movie that I'm gonna keep throwing on and revisiting, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. When I think about it, it's just going. I'm just going. What? There's nothing bad in this movie. This is they such did everything a, right. Perfectly well crafted. Like. Everything came together, and they made they made magic. And this is why you go to a movie theater. Would you liken it to maybe like an Aliens or a Terminator Two kind of effort to the Top Gun? Yeah, it's just different though. Like yeah. because it's a it's yeah. it's those movies. Although those movies took some time for a sequel, I think yeah. both of those movies had a seven year. Yeah, this is like thirty six years. It's a long time. Yes. <laughs> So I just it's just it's just a different circumstance, but it, it's it's awesome. It's up there with any of your legacy sequels, Mad, you know, any of the favorites, Mad Max, Blade Runner. It's it's just it's it's impressive. It's an I impressive agree. movie. I I mean I did want to watch it again right away when it ended. Like I was like thinking about it. I'll give it a nine out of ten. Fucking just solid summer blockbuster action with a lot of heart, emotion, character work, uh, perfectly done nostalgia. This is how you do it and not make it overbearing and shitty. But wow, just Tom Cruise. I just I'm blown away. Continues yeah. to be a fucking not and, not, uh, not slowing down anytime no. soon, which is amazing. No. All right. Let's find out what uh, our listeners thought in news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> There's no one here to do the fart, but instead we replace it. Oh, there you go. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Well, it's not, not as realistic a fart as what? 
what we get from Rogue. Were those fireworks? What was that? Happy Fourth. There's a lot going on out uh, there. I also I saw another video where they revealed those F-18 fighter jets, eleven grand an hour oh my for God. the use of those jets. And they used a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's pricey, but holy fuck. Okay. Worth Jesse it. Jesse Rodriguez, uh it, the guy who picked this, his comment on the movie is watch the original last week as a refresher. This movie is like T two and Aliens, as in the sequel improves upon the original by a ton maybe it was because i was high and i watched it in 40x but goddamn i loved every second i'll be going again to see this but next time in true imax uh then he says edit wanted to say the theater was packed for a noon showing yesterday and the average age of the audience had to have been 50 first time since the pandemic that i've seen an older crowd that was amped the fuck up it was a great experience and it honestly felt like an event film Yes, this is what a lot of uh, reporters have written on, is that it got the Gen X demographic out finally in the theater. And for this to be an event film, the likes of a Marvel movie and not be a Marvel movie is kind of amazing. Absolutely. Okay, Joshua Michael says, loved it, and I wasn't a huge fan of the original, but I remembered enough to truly enjoy the sequel. Love the way it treated Val Kilmer's character and how he and Mav became good friends. Great blend of action, drama, and humor. Solid 9 out of 10. Love they, that they had Val Kilmer in it, oh, considering his current condition. And it was so sad because he's typing on the screen, which is nice. And then he uh, has th- he was diagnosed with throat cancer. There's an amazing documentary in real life, in real life called yeah. Val. You can watch. I think it's on Hulu. And he has to talk out of a voice box. But I, they used some AI technology to get those words out. To, to, well, they, I the think actual, they recreated his, they've, his voice. Yeah, yeah, his voice in real life. So, like, he can speak. Oh, he can't speak, but they—they've what he wants to say will come out in his. It'll voice. sound like it. Whoa, yeah. that's wild. Yeah, you know, and it's like it was—it's sad to see him, but also felt really good. And then, like, they kill him in the movie, which is also I'm like, what are you doing? What are you well, saying? Yeah, it was <laughs> it's a little odd. I'm like, the guy's still alive, a little too but close I, to home on that. Yes, because cancer. Uh, uh, Chris Marin says, just watch Top Gun Maverick. Absolutely loved it. I watched the original in the mid-90s, then again about 15 years ago, and again yesterday as a refresher. It's a good movie, and the action has aged quite well for a 36-year-old movie. The final battle felt a bit forced. Didn't really tie anything that came before. Maverick, on the other hand, did everything the original did well and improved on it tenfold. The action scenes were immense, superbly building up the mission, and it had me second-guessing the survival rates up to the very end Great movie. Everything a sequel should be. Absolutely. Absolutely right. All of those things. Uh, the tension. I thought someone was going to die. I didn't know it was going to happen. Oh, fucking great. Okay. And then one final comment that'll take us into what are we watching? Blake Braden has a solid recommend here. He posted to the Facebook group uh, a photo of this TV show on FX and Hulu titled The Bear. He says random TV show fight of the evening. The Bear on Hulu. This show is incredible. I can't say one bad thing about this show. It flows so well, has great acting. The writing and editing are all superb. There is something about restaurant shows that go behind the scenes and see the inner workings that work so well. Everyone needs to watch. Anthony, have you heard about this show, The Bear? I've seen promo art for it, but no, I don't know anything about it. I had heard about this show, and I've checked out the first uh, three episodes. It's They're eight, like, 30-minute or shorter episodes and it's a fucking great show. It is about this dude named Bear. His name's Car- Carmi, Carmine, who he's like a fancy chef who's been trained in France and New York at all the top end restaurants. 
has to come back to his hometown, Chicago. It's shot in Chicago oh. because his brother dies and leaves him an Italian beef restaurant. He's got a beef joint somewhere in downtown Chicago. The fucking place is a shit show. It's chaos. The books are a mess. He's he used to have uh, maybe an alcohol. Wait, is problem. this a real show? It's based off a book, I believe. Oh, okay. I thought it was it's a like reality. No, show. It's a drama show, but holy so shit, it's a every, big drama show, big drama. But it's like a dramedy. Like there's humor. It's very real. It like everything that Blake said is absolutely true. The way it's shot. If you've ever worked in food, have you ever worked in food service anywhere? I have not no, I have not. Okay. I've worked in, it's a sort of food service, an ice cream store, Baskin okay. Robbins, a Starbucks. Uh, and then one summer, I was a busboy at a fancy restaurant at the Drake downtown because my dad worked there and he got me the busboy job. That fucking job was crazy. But the way they shoot this close up, tight, claustrophobic, everyone's fucking yelling and swearing, chaos. It, if you have ever had a food service job, it will stress you out at how authentic it is but they build great characters great shots of chicago the setting is great and i believe episode seven is like a 20 minute episode that's one take they do a one a oneer, a 20 minute oneer, which i love when people do that uh showing how crazy this restaurant is it's very good i highly recommend the bear quick watch you will get through it quickly i'm still making my way through it so great recommendation blake Braden. uh anthony what are we watching let's catch up on some of these shows here we got uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel episode four. Two yeah. left. We got, okay, spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We go to Karachi, Pakistan. Yeah. This, was that really Karachi? It was not. I had oh. to look it up. They filmed in Bangkok. You would Whoa. take the stones and go to Bangkok. Bangkok. Go wow. To Bangkok Palace. Yeah. They didn't actually film in Karachi, but they got close. They actually went to Bangkok. Uh, what did you think about that episode? We met the Red Daggers, another mysterious organization, the real story of the clandestines. Yeah, I liked it. I, I would say out of the, all the episodes, it's probably my least favorite. Okay. Because it, it kind of gets away from like the coming of age stuff and really dives into the yeah. superhero-y stuff. That being said, I still enjoyed it. I like um, that you're kind of learning about her family and yeah. like her mom is not all that far off from... Yeah, the person that she's she is, and you kind of get like that drama of the 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 grandma. Like, yeah, I like the like the little touches, like the grandma, basically, you know, greeting um, her Kamala mom. and be yeah. like, you know, like loving to see her, and then looks at her mom, Mariba. What's her name? Uh, Muniba. Muniba, Muniba yeah. is like, are you like what your skin is dry? Like, what's <laughs> like that? Like. They're like rang true to me. I'd be like, yeah, you're, you're it's my mom. So true. And then I love the other the other part. I really enjoyed was when the when they asked for when they got when she asked for directions to the guy, and the guy's like, go a little bit down, make a left. Yes, they make a go right. a little further down, make right. another left, make a right, and you, like a slight and right. maybe like a slight right over here. Right. <laughs> and if like you've ever asked any, yes, not even like Pakistani, but if you've ever asked anyone like in Asia for directions, yep, yep. that's typically the kind of directions you get. Oh, if you go down to Devon and ask any Daisy person directions, that is exactly what they'll say. <laughs> Make a left, and then a little more left. And then there's a donkey cart. You know the donkey cart. The donkey cart. You go, to, dude. When when relatives, this is like Pakistani people. The Daisies have no tact. Like you'll meet your older relative, and they'll be like, "Oh, assalamu alaikum. You got fat." That's mm-hmm. just the first thing they'll say. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, great. Thanks for pointing that out. That, that's how uh, Asians and Filipinos are, too, though. Uh, every time I see my aunts or uncles, they're like, 
oh, are you not eating? Are you like skinny? What's going on? I was like, oh, hi. Nice to see you. Uh, yes. Yeah, can You're you just going to open high? it up with yes. an insult. You got a high, how you doing first? Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Uh, another thing that hit home, I love how the Nani is kind of like Kamala, right? And they're both kind of have the same kind of temperament and the mom is different and she's harping on both of them. But how Kamala is an artist and she gets it from her her grandmother's side, who's also an artist. Like my art ability came from my dad and all mm. my cousins on my dad's side. So that was another thing I could relate to. And can we just say the Marvel shows know how to shoot chase scenes much better than fucking Star Wars shows because yeah. that chase scene was fucking dope with the truck. And yeah, it's a little unbelievable. She knows how to drive a fucking stick shift all of a sudden. And she just learned how to drive. Right. But a thrilling chase scene didn't seem slow. The stakes were there and she's using her powers and the fucking red daggers. There was a lot of exposition. Yeah. But I love that. They're, like her grandma's just like, you're a gin. And it's just like very she's matter like, of fact. So what? Like, yeah. So what? You're What's a gin. She's like, I, li- I like the Nani. cliffhanger too, where there's like, I like that they're incorporating the partition, and now we're going back to the partition. Oh, so did she travel through time? That's what it looks like. I thought, was she in the other dimension on the other side of the veil or whatever? I've Sounds seen weird. stuff online that it's going to be, it might be one of those things where she had to go back and guide her her great-grandma. She was the stars that right. led her back right, to the father. Right. That's oh. what I, I've heard some theories that that's where they're going with it. A time travel loop out of nowhere. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But to see this like event, the partition that like they don't teach you in anywhere. And when you're going to school, there may be one line in a book. No, I've, you know, you know how they tell treat uh, teach you about the partition. Yeah. They don't even. First off, I didn't know the partition was right. a thing until right. like becoming older. Yeah. But the way they teach you about India and Pakistan getting um, independence is they just throw on that Gandhi movie. Like with, watch uh, this, Ben Kingsley. The, ben Kingsley, and amazing like, oh, yep. movie. Yeah, they're just like, yep, that's that's, that's what happened. Went. Moving on, next <laughs> week, slavery in two hours. Ben Kingsley, you know, he just he got his ass beat, but you know, said nonviolence, and uh, yeah, they they got their independence, and that's it. We're, that's they, they all. Got no, away. Yeah, they don't talk about the people going one way to the other and getting slaughtered, or the people coming back and getting slaughtered, and right. how. How they, families broke apart. Families and, broken apart. It's like the the trains were dangerous. Like. I, I honestly I didn't I know it's got everybody googling partition which is great and I didn't really know a lot about the details I knew what happened you do see a picture of like when they're in Pakistan there's the picture of this guy in a hat that's Muhammad Ali Jinnah he's the founder of Pakistan you see his face everywhere mm. so it seemed very authentic the the Pakistani streets and all that uh, it was really good I'm still fucking digging the show me too I'm two, liking it it's, just, it's not my favorite of the week, of the four but I I do like it two episodes left it may be like it's again maybe one of my favorites because. Really? Oh yeah, it's, it's so it's, relatable. Come on, let's, holy shit! Let's unless this show is just complete horseshit. You right. know, even then, I think you would still like it. I mean, so this isn't surprising. Oh, again, look at again. There are so many times in the show that I'm just like, tears come to my eyes. The simple thing is when Kamala was in bed, and the, the cousins are trying to wake her up, and her mom goes, "Jalo oto," meaning "Let's go get up." My fucking mom has said those exact words to me hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of times because I'm a lazy fuck. I never want to go. And she's all, my mom, I was like, Chalo, let's go. I was like, oh, my God, that got me. That got, I, was, I can't believe this is on TV. Like, that's what my mom <laughs> says to me. It's fucking that's, so that's great. Awesome. It's so great. Okay. We're at the penultimate episode of The Boys Season 3. I'm going to have another spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. Did you watch this one? Of course. Oh, this is shit. The Boys is my current must-see TV every time it comes out. Uh, we were talking. More so than Miss Marvel, and I like Miss Marvel. Okay. We were talking last week about how every episode got better and better what did episode seven 
No, uh, I don't think it, it's better than six because six, six so was many amazing. Things, but it's still a really damn good episode, and I yes. really like where they're going. Yeah, and the revelation at the end that oh. that uh, Soldier Boy is Homelander's father. Oh, oh shit! Just takes us in a completely different. I'm like, oh my god! And the fact seen that, that coming though, almost it kind of. But then the fact that also Butcher is like knowingly putting Huey in harm's way yeah. with this with the compound V like yeah. there's so many threads here yeah, and he's like, not, he didn't tell him that it does brain damage yeah I'm just I'm uh, you know there, there's some some threads that I'd like less than others yeah but overall it's an awesome show like the deep continues to fuck octopus whatever it's fine it's funny <laughs> it's so but fucking weird. and Frenchie's so. thing even Frenchie's thing is kind of it's kind of heartfelt and how Kumiko gets the powers. wants her powers back because she wants to help um but the biggest change, I believe, to the comics is this black noir, and that was a oh, that was so strange, trippy but so good. fucking thing, but what a brilliant, clever, fresh way to do flashback, to fill in the backstory, right? Yeah, it doesn't, it you, doesn't look like he is uh, a clone of, of Homelander. But how old is he? Because in the Nicaragua scene, he was like a young man. When was that? Like the 70s? Like how fucking old 80s. is he? That was the 80s. Okay, yeah. but still... I guess he could be his his, his uh, late forties and fifties, but he he's the one that ordered or carried out the hit. Yeah, on Homelander, he's, or not Homelander on, on Soldier Boy. On Soldier Boy, he's the one, and all Vought wanted to stop him, and they decided we have to take him. So that was a crazy revelation. It's like it wasn't the Russians; it was them. Well, that, but also the fact that Home uh, Soldier Boy was bullying him. Oh yeah, that's what also. Oh, yeah. That's what drove him to be like, okay. I oh my god, do the this. cartoon Soldier Boy was such an asshole, and it was so, <laughs> like, even though they were cartoons, I was wincing at the cartoon violence when he's beating the shit out of him and just berating him and putting him down. I'm like, oh I love my that god. he's just in a fucking weird like store by himself and sees all these cartoon characters. Yes, come I love out. when it cuts away and like there's nothing there, and <laughs> then you cut back to his fucking. He's a fucking psycho, also. Yeah, but God, the trauma he must have went through to conjure. They're like, we're always here with you. We'll go this. Go go through this with you. If anything, the, the only what thing about the, the boys, and I know there's another season, so we 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 know ah, that yes. this isn't completely ending. But there's so many threads here. There are one episode. I'm just left. going. How the hell do they complete all this in this season? But the boys is always delivered. I like the boys. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not um, worried that they're they're not going to make a satisfying ending that leaves me wanting season four. We'll see if they can top any of, I think, that for shock value. I don't know how they can top anything they've done so far because everything's been so shocking. Yeah, they, live, they, they leave the show on good cliffhangers, that, that reveal yeah. at the end. And I don't know if Soldier Boy is going to work with Homelander. Right, or, if, or he's drawing or him he, out to kill him. Or, or not drawing him out, but just like he's telling him that because he, he ends it and he goes, the funny thing is, is I would have I gladly let you take my mantle. Oh, yeah. Because you're my son, you're or my you know, boy. you're my yeah. blood. But you know, oh yeah, it just and the fact that like now, like what does that do to Homelander's psyche? Like I feel like he's gonna just fucking go Dude, insane. You see it on Anthony Starr's face, right, right at the end, where you're just right. like, oh fuck, oh it's so good. One episode left. So next week, listener, we will have a review of season three of the boys finale yeah. and the whole season and. For Love and Thunder. Geek Boner. Action jam-packed this show week. next week. Oh, boy. And Ruggs will be back, and we'll get his thoughts on Top Gun if he has seen it. I don't know if he's seen it yet. Probably not. He should I, go I, I see saw, it. I've seen two. I watched two other things, by the way. Oh, what else did you watch? I didn't mention this on the show, but a few weeks ago, I watched They Live. I'm on, oh, on my 80s tour. Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, right. John Carpenter <laughs> film. Yeah. How is yeah. that? What do you think? 
Uh, it's a weird film. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not as actiony as you would think, but it's uh, it's a weird fucking film. I, I mean, I, I liked it. It's not my favorite. There's a long ass fight scene between Roddy Piper and I forget the guy's name. He's also a famous actor. Where they're like fighting each other for a good ten minutes. Keith David. Keith David. Oh, the, he's a bit everything eighties. But yeah, I mean, so definitely a more of a, a social commentary on eighties Reaganism than it is an action film. But uh, good, good action sci-fi film, uh, worth a watch. And then I watched today. I watched Die Hard for uh, not for the first time, for oh. the first time in a while. Oh yeah, that's sometimes it's on TV, and I'll just have it on. Does that that movie definitely's got to hold up? Oh, definitely holds up. It's one of the greatest action movies of all time. It's definitely going to be a, a huge contender in our eventual uh, 80s show. I mean, I think that thing's going to get a peak uh, somewhere very, the, very What's high. funny about that movie is, first off, it's longer than I thought it was. It's about over two hours. And the police and the FBI are, are, are portrayed as such goofballs. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's Reginald Bell Johnson from Family Matters. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, isn't it? Yeah. And Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. And I've oh. always loved the detail where Hans at the end, you know, when he drops from the building. Yeah, they actually did drop him. Yes, well, yeah. they drop, but they they told him they were going to drop him on three. Right. They drop him on one, and that is a real reaction. And you can see it in his face. He's like, "Oh, what the fuck!" So good. <laughs> Hans Gruber, one of the all time yeah baddies in in all of film and all of cinema. We'll see where the Die Hard lands in uh, the thirty. The can't wait to yeah, do the Bruce tournament. Bruce Willis, yip, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So good. <laughs> M- Mr. Falcor, when it's on TV. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcor. <laughs> That's the best they could do. All right, yeah, and I'm still loving. There's so much shit that I'm watching, constant bait, like uh, For All Mankind on Apple TV+, Plus, Star Trek, Strange wow. New Worlds, Jesus Orville. Christ. Oh, uh, my God. It's all great. I finished Stranger Things. Uh, I got through Umbrella Academy. Wow. Uh, they were all good. So Umbrella Academy was fun ride also. We, and are we, more to we eventually are going to watch or review that. Yes, right? Umbrella Academy in a few weeks. All right. You still got a few weeks. Got like two got weeks. It. Okay. Uh, all right, listener. That's it for this show. Make sure you check the show notes for links to everything if you want to follow us on the socials. But most importantly, share the show with your friends. Share it with everybody who's seen Top Gun Maverick because clearly we were the last fucking people to see in this the movie in the world. Yeah. It's already made over a billion dollars by the time I got my ass into a movie seat. Uh, it's fine. Share it with all your Top Gun friends who have a need for speed. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Not funny. Fuck that show. I love this movie.